Welcome back to Two Homers and a Realist. We've got an interesting pod here to talk about a lot of stuff going on here in the summer. We're sitting here on a sunny morning in June. It seems like football season is forever away, but it's going to be on us before we know it. What is it, 77? 77 days. Days until, there we go. Well, I'm Steve. I'm Connor. Lucas. Jay. And we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the schedule that got released and then transition into some talk about what's been the, the rumors about tailgating, some stuff we've been hearing about summer camp and other things. But let's dive into the schedule. So the schedules got released for 2024, the SEC schedule. We didn't get any dates, of course. We just got who the opponents will be and if they're going to be home or away. What do you guys feel about the schedule? Excited about it? Yeah, I want to walk through it real quick. Um, so, so OU, OU SEC schedule 2024, starting with the home game slash neutral site. So we're obviously against Texas in Dallas. We have Alabama at home, Tennessee at home, and South Carolina at home. Um, and then you take a look at the away games. We're at LSU, at Auburn, at Missouri, and at Ole Miss. So we play three Tigers on the road, and then go to the Grove against against Ole Miss. So. Um, overall, I mean, I, I think it's a tough draw, but I, I think we would have been saying that about any SEC schedule just because of the, the teams that are in that league, and I think it's, I think it's an exciting first year um, that we're going to have. I mean, Bama coming into town right off the bat is huge. Josh Heupel coming back um, with what he's doing at Tennessee and what he seems to be building is uh, a big deal. So, Beamer. Uh, Beamer, yep. Beamer. I don't know that we've ever well. played South Carolina. We have never played South nope. Carolina. So or either Mississippi school. Yeah. No, we played. Played uh, Ole Miss in the bowl Ole game Miss. in 99. Yeah. Oh, that's game. right. So, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. I think it's, it's tough to, tough to like give any sort of prediction, obviously, right now. But um, I, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be fun. The away games are fun. The home games are just as much fun. I'm pretty excited. This, I think for everybody, it seems like this is getting it into a sense of uh, realism and uh, it's going to happen. And now we kind of can more than just conceptual it's getting concrete and this is making it where it's a, a little more a little more uh in front of us not just something that we've been thinking about but now we're actually seeing the games on the schedule uh to a degree at least uh what do you guys think you pretty excited or just like this is just something that happened i'm excited it's definitely gonna be a lot tougher than the big 12 really i'm gonna no miss kidding? the days of cupcake, knowing cupcake, that we're cupcake. gonna win a conversation you like before you the like season no starts stress football games yes well, we i love do. i love the blowouts yeah. all I'll sit through a 63 to nothing game against right. Indiana State all day. It doesn't bother me a bit. Well, let me, let me counter that for you and make you feel better. If you think back and look back to the schedule in the last six years, we had a lot of games we thought should be cupcakes, and they weren't. They were nail biters, including a lot that we lost. So I don't like those. Now, now you, nobody <laughs> likes those. Nobody really likes those. Yeah. When you're 24 and point favorite and you lose. Them. Now, no, no, no. Now we have a schedule full of games that are tough. We know they're tough. Everyone knows they're tough. So there's a lot more. There's different expectations. So you think going in, this is going to be a real tough game, and then all of a sudden you're up by three touchdowns. Like, wow, now I'm relieved and comfortable. Whereas if it's a nail biter in the fourth quarter, that's what you expected. Yeah. So uh, we I knew it was going to be tougher getting into the SEC. As this is part of it. SEC outsiders, um, we used to, or I say me, uh, used to not really rag on or bag on SEC fans, talking uh-huh. about the weekend, week out schedule, <laughs> just way you don't know what it's like. Now you see now it. Now that you actually have it on your schedule, you're kind of like, well. Yeah, but it's different <laughs> than it was a decade ago. It is. Because it used to just be Florida, Bama, LSU. occasionally Georgia, and LSU, and everybody else stopped. Well, actually, before really. that, in the Big 12's heyday, it was not Alabama. They were not yeah. competitive. It was LSU and Florida. Yeah. And that was really it. Georgia wasn't that Georgia competitive. Georgia was a good They were a good school, team, but they, they weren't. Yeah. They weren't Tennessee that. wasn't anything. And A&M the weekend got relegated week essentially from the Big 12. Unless they changed something, and this for us is a change, the tough guys didn't play each other. When's the last time Georgia-Alabama played? When's the last time? What, what's the Four other times in 20 years hasn't happened? Uh, never A&M-Georgia's never happened? Bama's yep. never played at the Swamp. At the, at Florida, oh, at Florida, in the Bama, swamp. At, right? Yeah. Never. Wow. Okay. So there you go. That's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Or hasn't. And or, that's. Or I mean, I, I literally mean that's unbelievable. Been, I, I say never. Or it's been you know, thirty-five years, forty years, something. Right. 
that's something when when it's not relevant. Right. So so there's a, some context to all of that. Well, I want to ask you guys go around the group and tell me what you think the three toughest games are in order on the project on the schedule as you project out into 2024. And if you want me to start, I will. Go yeah, for start. it. I will say that you think I was prepared. You're not for ready. This. I got Alabama, Texas, LSU. Alabama, Texas, LSU. So you're ordering that Alabama is the most difficult, Texas second most difficult, LSU third. Uh, no, let's go Bama, LSU, Texas. So I'm One, I'm two, actually three. your first pick. I was Bama, Texas at LSU. I think at LSU is tougher than Texas because we've had plenty of years where we've been equal to Texas or they've been a little bit better talent wise and we've still gotten right. victory. The reason I say that is. And a lot of this can change, obviously, but I, I don't know. I think I actually changed that. I'm going to say Bama at home, Texas in the Cotton Bowl, Tennessee at home, because I think Tennessee has got more going on than what Brian Kelly's got at LSU. That could change. All of this could change. Alabama might not be that tough at all. Who knows? Um, Texas might tank, and they're actually an easy game, but... I mean, Tennessee's breaking in a new quarterback. But, yeah, but they're having really, to come really to good. Norman. It would be two years. That's true. Still, so, yeah. two years a lot Alabama's breaking in a new quarterback. What do you guys think? Any disagreement? <coughs> Alabama's <coughs> breaking in someone new. Right? Sa- same teams, um, but different order. Um, at LSU, Bama at home, Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Um, yep. Yeah, same three teams. My LSU, where I place that, is depending on if it's at night. I think LSU at night yeah. is it's maybe the card. hardest place to play in the whole country. That's It'll why I put tough. it in front of the Texas game. Yeah, and, and now if good it, reason for that. I don't know yeah. that it's you know that much easier at a eleven or twelve what are twelve o'clock kickoffs for SEC. Uh-huh. But it's still not a night game in Baton Rouge. And yeah, I, uh, I have a feeling they'll make it a night game. <laughs> yeah, uh, just because it's just that much grander. I wouldn't be completely shocked if it's two of the teams I picked any two or say two of the four that we've all looked identified are not any difficulty at all or there's other teams that are much better that Lane Kiffin at at Ole Miss has got them under some kind of a a, a rolling momentum that Auburn does their thing where Auburn all of a sudden is good at once every five to ten years I don't think Missouri is going to be very good but who knows um that could be a trap game for us too for sure so at least there's a lot of agreement about what it looks like. I, I will say it looks like we got most of our difficult games either with the Texas game where we always have it or at home. LSU clearly is the, the outlier there, so that that's at least good. What do you guys think in comparison to Texas' schedule? So Texas got four home, true home games, Mississippi State, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and then the neutral game with us, in addition, on the road, A&M, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. What do you guys think about that schedule? I, I think they negotiated with the SEC, said, if you're going to force us to go to A&M, we want the Vanderbilt side of the schedule. Um, that, that could be. It was just that. like a compromise thing. I could see that. Because th- that's an easy trip for, for Texas to go to Vanderbilt. Well, yeah, it'd be I, mean, a, I think us four could get put up a pretty good game against Vanderbilt. Maybe. Florida, Georgia at home seems like it could be. I mean, Georgia's obviously going to be really tough. Florida, um, I don't know what they are either without Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So we'll see what they are in 2024. But you, I have to imagine that's not going to be some walkthrough. Um, so we'll see. I, I definitely, I mean, if maybe I am biased. If I looked at the two, which I am side by side right now, I've got to say we came out with a tougher draw just with the, the away games that we got. So I don't know. We'll see. It helps that they got an extra home game when you're talking about who got the tougher draw. They definitely... They get an edge there. Vanderbilt is most likely significantly worse than anyone else, so that's an easier Yeah, if one. you look at our worst three, it's going to be, what, Missouri, Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Auburn. Auburn. Maybe think, South Carolina. I mean, it could be South Carolina. It could be. Yeah. But those, those three, I think, are tougher than Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt. So even just in the the median, the middle-of-the-road games, they're harder. We don't we – don't, they got the lower end. And I keep on a com- I keep wanting to comment on oh with the the Auburn and the Ole Miss game tougher environments all around. But I mean, you do look at the league across the board. The the environments in most of these away at these away stadiums are 
pretty equal. I mean, outside mm -hmm. of Vanderbilt, Texas mm -hmm. A&M is massively hostile. Arkansas and is going to be really hostile for Texas, which mm -hmm. they recently played, though, right? Yes, Arkansas. Like last year. Yeah, last year. And Arkansas beat the crap yeah. out of them. The year yeah. before last. Year before, year before last. last. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Season before last. Ran so. for like 500-something yards on them. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, a lot remains to be seen. But you're right that you've got two very fired-up opponents that you've got to go travel to if you're Texas with A&M and Arkansas. We have LSU at best in terms of that. I mean, they're, they're just going to be LSU. They don't necessarily have a hatred for us. It, well, I think this first it. season, everyone's going. Yeah, to. it's going to be OU's coming into town. Oh, yeah, sure. It's going to be. I mean, yeah. from top to bottom, yeah. the whole every team is going to be absolutely pumped. Well, everyone is to put us in that. our place. Well, yeah, you. Well, everyone wants to beat the defending national champion, and so with the championship <laughs> in twenty three that we're predicting, it's you're clearly going to have a big target on your back. Uh, Mississippi State at home probably is not difficult for Texas. That's probably their trap game. Uh, Florida remains to be seen, but Georgia obviously is, is really tough. Kentucky could be a trap game, too. You have two trap games at home, and Texas's home history at home is not real strong, as we know. Who did Mississippi State bring in as a head coach after Leach passed away? Did they uh, promote a guy with, from within? I don't remember. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, I, know I know Hugh Freeze is at Auburn now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what happened to the Mississippi State job. And that, so that – like always with Mississippi State, a complete wild card as to know what's going to go on. No, I do, I do think looking at the schedule, Zach Arnett, I can <laughs> see. Never heard of him. <laughs> I can Was see off, off where or, or why Venables place, but. has been cleaning house. Mm. You do need depth to play this kind of schedule. You are yeah. going to have players that go down, and you have to have as equally good players yeah. behind your guys yeah. to play. Yeah, and and definitely just from the standpoint of the week in week out the grind of it all just in a different way than what we've had before so it's not there are a lot of games high scoring games where you're on the field a lot you're running around a lot but there's one thing to get beat for a 40 yard touchdown and now you're off the field it's another to be in the trenches getting your head bashed in for 10 straight plays and you still give up the touchdown or even if you don't and then you've got to go out and do it again, and then next week it's the same thing. So the attrition factor is probably a lot higher. Well, also, we're used to maybe having one or two tough games in a row. And right. then you have and a couple it. of – you can lose them if you don't play well, but they're, we just, they're just not as tough. Yeah. And then you'd have another tough game. Right. But right now, I mean, you're potentially looking at doing everything you can to beat Bama at home. Right. And then next week you think – there's a little bit of a break because you just got done playing Bama. You're right. like, oh, no, you're at Auburn next week. I mean, right. you really think the injury situation is going to be that much worse? I think so. I mean, there's a higher level on of a recruiting level. Obviously, Auburn's got better athletes than Iowa State, let's say. Right. But I don't – now nowadays, there is more parity in college football than there's ever been probably. And I don't, I don't know I don't that know if the I agree athletes that are that much bigger and stronger. I'll say I don't agree with that at all injury wise than what we see now i don't know if it's injury wise like major major injury i just think i think well the technology the players, with the recuperation so much the players are slightly bigger faster stronger yes. particularly in the trenches yeah so i think that week in week out your running backs your linemen those guys might get banged up more and you've got to have someone that can fill in well, I'll, I'll agree with what Lucas is saying from the standpoint of uh, what the, the Same with not just rehabilitation, but, but training and um, technique that you don't see as much disparity, I don't think, between teams in terms of just physicality and, and athleticism. There is more, there's a lot more of that. Now, whether that translates into win-loss parity, I don't think it does, but I think it does translate into a lot of physicality parity. And all of that said, I still think the SEC is a much more physical league, and the style of play is so much more physical that you've got the risk that you're going to have um, injuries from wear and tear and injuries from the, the grind of it all. And that's as much about the style of play as anything. I mean, I think, like I said, I think it's some, but it's, I think we're blowing it a little bit out of proportion. Yeah, they're not supermen. Yeah. I mean, there's still going to be – I mean, hell, we had problems with Army, you know, with – as many right. plays as they ran and guys getting run off the field. and Well, we're not used to seeing <clears throat> what our defense hopefully will be 
and and the offenses are different. In fact, if anything, I would say they become more Big Twelve. They become more Big Twelve like what we're what we're For leaving sure. behind, and and we're going to see actually fielding a defense, which will be interesting to see, and not just have just an offense. So that that'll be a whole different perspective um, and element to the game. But let's talk about some rumors we've been hearing. Have you guys heard and kept up with the rumors on uh, Bedlam that they're in discussions? It sounds like there's a chance they may actually resurrect uh, or keep alive the the, bedla, the football bedlam matchup. It sounds like there's they're a long ways away, but there's a chance. And I'm hearing that from Castiglione. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I really. I, I'm pretty sure actually I don't like that. I'm completely against it. I'm against it. Hundred <laughs> percent against it. Lucas, you? I'm indifferent. It can't, it's not going to happen for, for based on what OSU already has scheduled with other Power Fives. It's like twenty thirty would be the earliest type. Uh, may, yeah, this would happen. Yeah, unless they unless they really need it, want it, and and yeah, but, they're, they're not canceling other. Oh, other I bet they would. To, to they get, would. They don't want to play us that bad. No, I think they do. It depends on who you're talking about. Their fans may not, but their fans don't get a vote. Who gets a vote is the university, who's going to say it is by far our number one. Gundy ticket. doesn't want to play it. He also probably doesn't get a vote uh, and may not be there after a couple years anyway. They're going to look at it and say, we have to get that back on the schedule because we don't have a fan to speak of attending our games. So I think the economics of it is going to drive them to want it. I don't want it for the same kind of the same reasons. We don't need it. I don't think it does anything for if, us. If that is our hard out-of-conference game every year, I'd be okay with that. See, I'd be in, in one hand, in one hand, but on the other side of it, I don't w- always want to have that as a destination. I no. want to go to Michigan. Exactly. I want to go to Oregon, etc. But you don't want to have both. I don't want to have Oak State every year. Oh, I don't. And we schedule Michigan. That, no, I'd rather in a twelve-team playoff world, you can play. You can have a a true perennial difficult game. OSU is not that game. Sorry, guys, but o- Ohio State is the real OSU. Michigan, Oregon, probably. And I want to see one of those guys, that type of level, caliber team, USC, on the schedule every year. And I think you, it's, it's heads you win, tells you don't lose. Because a 12-team playoff, you still have so many roads to the to, we'll have and to, you get We'll have to it. see. They can do it on an every other year basis. You know, 2030, we go to Stillwater. 2032, they come here. Yeah. 2034, you go to Stillwater. And you could do that every other year, host a game. Or what, what if they decide and make that a Jerry World game or something random right. like they can, they can do a neutral site. No, they wouldn't do that. Bedlam game. No, they wouldn't do that though. There's no way we both would travel to Dallas. They're, they, they Oklahoma State is going to want slash need it on their schedule for a home game. Oklahoma may even want it for that. Again, someone who doesn't get a vote, which is me, I would say I can tolerate it if it's an eight-game conference schedule, which I don't want. But if it's a nine-game conference schedule and that's one of three games, that really Absolutely is not. awful you don't to want me. It. Yeah, you completely shoot yourself in the foot with other, and that's like Jay said. I, I don't want that to be a yearly destination and then have to figure out. Okay, we have to play Oklahoma State this year and an Oregon. To and it's it's a and there's only one of those schools that you get any credit for exactly. playing. Period. Right. And, well, I, and what's everyone else doing? Right. Right. Like because like South Carolina. They might. Clemson. That's kind of what South Carolina's in right now, right? They always have Clemson, right? So, but they're but they're playing up when they play Clemson. Recently, well, in the last decade. If I have to concede to it, I would say if I have to say that there's discussions and accept that, I would say give me that game once a decade, oh, two years, two years a, every ten years, essentially. Less is more for me. Whatever less for is. sure, as little as possible. I don't. If I had the choice, I would never play them again, mm-hmm. to be honest. There's no benefit. I mean, it'd be fun to be like 20 years down the line and say, okay, this is a good time for us to schedule this one-off. How, often, of does home o- home. Do, how often does Ohio State play at Ohio? Yeah. The same. Yeah. We'll do it the same once a decade. And they have to come to Norman every time. <laughs> well, the other rumor that we've been hearing about is tailgating. So little buzz going out. We've got both Harris and Castiglione. No, no. Castiglione, was it Castiglione? And definitely Venables. Mentioning, tailgating, Venables coming out and talking a lot about it, saying it's going to happen, it has to happen, we need it. Which to me was, I believe it when I see it, which is I think what Lucas said first about it, and, and you reiterated, Connor, that's very true. Um, talk is cheap. 
But the fact that he's talking about it to me has a little more credibility to it because I don't think he's going to speak out of turn. I think he's going to say something when he really thinks there's a good chance it's going to happen. And maybe he's going to be behind the parade, not in front of it. He knows it's coming and the changes are going to be there. But not only that, I've got my doubts when they say they're going to do something, what they think they're going to do versus what we need. Because we've seen what they've done recently in the past and it's been absolutely pathetic. They think they've I don't know if they think they saved tailgating in the last couple what of I years. What I hope the difference is, a joke. is we've been complaining about tailgating for our fans, mm-hmm. and this is for opposing, a, fans. opposing fans. Well, hopefully it's for both. Yeah, but I, I think the main driver of this is hmm. you do not want to lose that economic boom that comes into your town. Mm-hmm. You don't want people to not come to Norman because the game wasn't fun and we had nowhere to tailgate and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're down thousands of tickets from these other schools which mm-hmm. is immense amount of money once you extrapolate yeah. it to hotels and foods and well, all the other stuff i think they're doing it for the road trip fans well probably hope yeah i bet you're right and and they need to think about it just more selfishly that will drive their ticket prices to be higher all by itself if you've got an exciting venue to come to, that, that increases demand a lot. If you've got road people, you're going to have people that consider getting, well, it, somebody's going to have season tickets just to sell it to the road people. And they're going to rotate through who they sell their season tickets to with no intention of themselves going Screw to the game. Screw those people. And, well, but <laughs> that drives the ticket price higher for OU, and that would be something they should and would love to have. What do you think, Lucas? I think that's a lot of lip service. And they may do like the Lindsay Street stuff again, where you can go put up tents. Do you think they'll on screw it up and side. make it where they you have to go through uh, them? I don't think it'll be the pay thing like they did with the other section over by the old Bud Wilkinson. I think it'll be we're accommodating quote unquote the fans that have been complaining about not being able to get that section since they built the new buildings there, <clears throat> and it'll just be, and they'll they'll do that and be like, what do you what more do you want? We brought the tailgating back mm-hmm. as opposed to. Hey, you could do something on the North and South Oval. You could do something over there across from the porch and Louis and stuff in that big grass area. Huge grass area. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the duck pond. They could bring the duck pond scene back. I bet they will. There's not a boatload of things that you can do on this campus, I don't think, but there's definitely plenty to do that would make it better. You shouldn't see as much open space as what you do walking to the games right now, essentially. Yeah, I think you should see... You should Next see to none, tents. and you should it's, have to walk through tailgating or around tailgating, no matter what angle of attack you take getting to the stadium. And Lucas and Except Jay, have, Lucas and Jay have said <laughs> this. No, I want aerial <laughs> balloons. Lucas and Jay have said this, brought this story up a lot about their trip to Tennessee and how they couldn't walk more than fifty feet at a time without getting pulled into someone's five tent. feet. And we know Oxford's <laughs> like that. And we know that is Ohio the type State. of atmosphere you need. The type of atmosphere you need is you want. I mean, we've heard from Tennessee fans when we went there, how great our tailgating was. That was the year before we shut Lindsay Street down. Um, and that was just Lindsay. Like, uh, we have never used that area off of Boyd, um, there south of Boyd, to put tents in, right? That mm-hmm. full field in front of the admissions They've building. They've done a little bit along yeah. the no. sidewalk. That's a huge They've always field. left that open. They've always They've left always that open. There's a little bit on that sidewalk, sidewalk where they but, used to let um, right. the hat company, top yeah. of the world, they had this, like, football uh-huh. helmet inflatable yeah, yeah, there I that. right they, there was but it was just literally like He's three tailgating there. spots that were there yeah, yeah and the whole rest of that field is wide open i think the band congregates there they when they I used to walk know. down Lin, do they still go down main or go down campus Ask. corner yeah from the band walks down there and yeah, then, they, then they come over Webster, there that that grass Ask. area but yeah they, that well, could all be tents i don't know if the band gathers there i think they've done that a few times but they usually do their big thing right outside of the stadium which is another place with a lot of space and an immense amount of space if if you just let people stake it out they'll figure it out and it could be really good and they'll figure out so one of the keys for the university will be crowd control and figure out where they can have tents to have a lot of tents in that north of the stadium area and around but then have some organization to how they funnel people into Into the stadium stadium. including more points of entry and better faster points of entry there's something that i have of all these things where I've got my doubts, that's the no hope yeah. scenario of them ever figuring that thing out. It's always going to be misery trying to get into this. I'd love to hear an explanation on it. I'd love to hear like they're lazy and cheap. Uh, yeah, I, but I'd love to see. I'd love to hear an administrative. They'll explanation. tell you it's yeah. staffing. 
That's what they'll tell you. Yeah. They don't have enough people to manage metal detectors. and Hell, now they don't even scan your ticket. You do it yourself. Uh And they have somebody standing in front of the... In front of the stand that has the laser on it that shoots your barcode. Right. And make they sure just, you're standing. Yeah, it. they just stand there and watch. Yeah. So that's two people per entrance with two scanners. I mean, in the it, scheme of things, it ridiculous. just cannot be that. It's not hard. It's not hard. Money. I just got back from Paris. I went into but, I mean, the plenty cost- of places that have all kinds of security that are much more famous than uh, Memorial Stadium. And they get it in. They get it done. I it's just mean the cost. Bad. It just can't be that. The, the cost In the grand not, scheme of things, it's oh, nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's an absolute rounding error. It's just a matter of actually somebody taking it on themselves to get it done and making it a priority and understanding it's a problem. But it's like a lot of things. Like we go up to the upper deck of the west side and this is a joke. Concessions are a joke. Uh, the bathroom's a joke. The view is a joke. The view is perfect. Um, so I don't know. I got, I, I hold out hope. We'll see, um, but it's not a lot of hope on that front. But I do hope they get. I think not just hope. Maybe we're all in agreement on this. They have got to get tailgating figured out, or we're going to be a joke. And it's going to. You don't get any chances to make that up. You've got four teams coming to Norman, with at least one of them has a phenomenal record on tailgating and are world famous for it with Ole Miss. If you don't figure, oh, no, that's the away schedule. Uh, you got Alabama and Tennessee coming to Norman, and South so, Carolina, yeah, even and South Carolina. So you got Tennessee, team. who, and I've been to Alabama. I've seen their tailgating. So they are, they know tailgating. They're going to come here and they're going to say this is a joke, and you're not going to get many second chances, if any, to re-impress those people. And the rumor mill starts. It's just, it's a, it's a bad spiral. Is it that big of a deal when we've gone? I've done. I've been to every Big 12 stadium except for, obviously, Texas I've never been to. And I haven't been to Iowa State. But, or West Virginia. Yeah, or West Virginia. They're not the Big 12. I <laughs> so when I've gone to these schools for the game, I don't. I could care less about the tailgating scene. I'm going to watch a football game. So is it going to deter that many people from Tennessee that want to, yeah. want to come watch OU play Tennessee and just go to our stadium? Because, I mean, we've got a famous stadium because – there's been a ton of amazing games there throughout history. Right. We represent such a small portion of that. Cause I agree with you. I don't go there be like, man, what tents am I going to see? Who yeah. When I went to meet? Tennessee, I didn't care anything about but tailgating. I It made the experience fans. better, but True. if literally there would have just been a, you park in a parking lot, like Baylor used to be, you pull up to Baylor, you could park 10 feet from the stadium and then walk in but you I had tons ever, of fun watching OU you, at Baylor. But you don't talk about that the same way you talk about the Ohio State and the Tennessee experience. So it does matter even to you and to us. It makes it a better atmosphere. And we're not two things. One is we're hardcore football fans where a lot of people aren't. And two, this is not Big 12 culture, but it is SEC culture. So the SEC is all about the tailgating experience, especially for these, the bottom seven, eight teams that frankly don't have a very good football history. They don't have a lot to claim other than the experience themselves, which is what I always used to knock Oklahoma State about because they always would say, we, we lose a lot of football games, but we never lose a party, and we got the best tailgating experience in the world. And I always thought they had their priorities backwards. But whatever it is, that is something that was a priority. So I think it does. It affects who's going to come to the game and, and the, the excitement that they're going to bring. I mean, when the away fans only have, what, 8,000 tickets probably. What do, you, what do you think the away fans allotment is at OU? Well, it depends on the I think how many you're going to sell. It. Yeah. yeah, I think they are going to increase I, it a lot. I don't and it think depends you're going to have who it is. away sections sitting empty from schools like Florida and Georgia and places like that. They're going to come. But it's not just the away section. The it's the thing you hate. Uh, people will be selling their tickets to those fans, and those fans won't if they're not there. So you, when you look at a game like Ohio State, we didn't give them any – ridiculous allotment but they filled that stadium up with this sprinkled everywhere Ohio State fans because that was a really big game and a really uh, uh, big attractive uh, fan base or it's attractive for that fan base to attend so if you had a year in and year out experience with them if they're on the schedule or you know let's let's equate them to a Tennessee then or in Alabama yeah but if Ohio State marginally fewer are going to come they came to this game and said man the tailgating there sucked but I got to see OU, uh, Ohio State play at OU. Well, they might not so come back again. So the next time they again. come back around, yeah. they're going to come again because it's a football game. Maybe. Fewer. It's not, fewer I mean, will not coming come. for the Fewer pre-game. will come. Fewer will come. 
I don't know. If it's a worse experience, fewer will come. If, if we would have not done any of that tailgating at Tennessee and pulled in the parking lot and went to the game, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't stop me from going back to Tennessee. But you wouldn't talk about it, and that, just because it wouldn't stop you doesn't mean at the margin, it matters. It's gonna it it is a part of the attraction. It makes it better, it makes it worse. Like if there was a, a ridiculous traffic situation, or it was really painful, or if it was expensive on the other side, like you're looking at Cincinnati and you're worried that you can't go, or thinking you can't go or won't go because the price is high, that's a deterrent. So I I think it matters. I I if you ran the experiment comparing the two. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's going to be a meaningful impact. And it's also a meaningful impact for for Norman and for the fans of OU. I want to see an exciting – we've been bitching about it for multiple years now <laughs> because it's because it's it's a detriment. It used to be so much better than it is. I never went to the south side of the city. It's why we haven't had a good defense. Yeah. You see, you have to understand, tailgating and defense, they, they – mm-hmm. see, because – you know, think they about play it. play good defense on the outside of the stadium. That's right. You've got to have your perimeter. <laughs> You've got to defend the perimeter. I think it's just another thing. It's not that hard to do, but it, I think it's impact. For, for how yeah. much you have to put into it, for how impactful it is, you, you got to figure it Bang for the out. buck. That's yeah. a good point. I think you it's a big it bang for the buck. Well, what about, let's transition to talking about the, the, the summer camp and, and what the buzz is as, a lot, as well as sounds like a lot of recruits that are, are interested and we, we're seeing some people I guess some offers actually made and accepted too any anything that notable to talk about with on that front there's not really much out of camp I think they're just working with Schmitty mm-hmm. at the moment um, we had a junior college defensive tackle commitment a couple of days ago I don't know it doesn't sound like he's gonna be a 24 guy hmm. he's a 25 guy mm-hmm. uh, six two three eighty nine <laughs> But he's actually not like a big-bellied fat guy. He no. can actually kind of move. He looks like he's like a cube. So, you know, muscle. I'm sure he's a little bit of a project being a Juco guy. But sometimes it's just strictly grades. So sometimes it has nothing to do with... Right. Talent. It's just the grade. It was like the guy that we lost the receiver. No, I'm sure you need him to be probably 340. Right. Schmidt, he's got some work to do Thin but up a little bit um, but I, I again back to your point on just getting good quality bodies in there he could be a guy who could come in and provide some some valuable downs and for him you just someone that size you're just you're trying to take two guys and plug the yeah plug the middle just period yeah you, you, i know some people online were looking at his stats and he had like he only had one sack last season like He's a 390-pound guy. He's right. not He's supposed not to have get there to get the sacks. <laughs> so. He's going to draw the double team that yeah. opens up someone else to get exactly. a sack. And we lose, huh. unfortunately, another reason recruiting is so important right now, not that it isn't always, we've got to get some defensive linemen in because I think we lose four D-tackles off this year's team. Four out of the nine that we've <laughs> brought in from the transfer portal. So, <laughs> But, I mean, like like our starters. I mean, so we're going to be going into 25, or the 24 season, sorry, in the SEC, replacing starting defensive tackles. So we got to get some, get some young talent in here, and they might get thrown into the fire, but... Yeah, that's good, though, if we get them in relatively soon, especially if we can get some transfer guys in. I think next year will be another year yeah. of, of finding upperclassmen yeah. D, D tackles oh, I'm sure. again. Uh, yeah, along with your, your true freshman projects. Yeah. So they're, right now the transfer portal is still open? I know it is. You can always get in it. Get in it. You can't pull people out. Yeah. Okay. Which makes it strange. The one kid, I strange. guess he got homesick, LeBlanc uh-huh. or whatever. Right. But I don't think he can even get on a team again until camp. Well, after uh, Shoot, after maybe the fall, he's smart. After spring. Yeah, I bet not. Uh, yeah, or after, after summer. Summer, yeah. Yeah, summer. I bet. I, yeah. Bet, I don't know, but I don't, think he can, I don't think he can even show up the like, first day of August or something, or of camp. Oh, I bet it's so. something strange because it sounds who, like he's going to miss. Who? He's going to miss a season. Well, because he can't transfer in time to. Well, I don't know because, um, and I'm thinking he's either smart or lazy that he doesn't want to go through a Schmitty camp and then he's going to do his own stuff in the summer and then shows up somewhere on August one. But who was the running back from LSU? Yeah. Who was here and then and then and he arrived like August 
you know, one, two. Well, he left like a couple then, days later, yeah. No, it was like several weeks. And he, and we were all surprised by his ability. I thought to he leave. left like the like I don't right think before he ever the enrolled. season. Yeah, right before the season. He didn't. He enrolled. He didn't intend. It's like you can't. Oh, you attend can't, can't attend class. the class. Right. Yeah. 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 And so he was there for like just the all the. the well, it's like Gabriel. Gabriel fall camp. didn't attend a class. Yeah. At UCLA. UCLA. Right. So so I I would bet he can arrive at the. My guess is he could arrive for fall camp in August somewhere and. And then try to make it and see what happens. But he may be a guy who boomerangs back to us as a result, like the LSU guy. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, so this is something we don't get a lot of insight into, but I, I got to think this is another critical time, more critical than it will be in the future. Not that, like you say about recruiting, not that it won't always be important, but this summer, like last summer, very important, extra important, getting guys into the Schmitty program, getting them strong, getting them in shape the way they need to be hopefully adding to it at a a level beyond what they were doing last year because they were working with such raw materials in so many cases to to be able just to show up on the field in the fall and get accomplished what you need accomplished in and get off the field hopefully and and get out of games quickly and not have these games where we're going down to the fourth quarter against lesser teams lesser talent teams yeah, I think the Smitty effect shows up more in the trenches. Yeah. Oh, certainly so. I think skill guys are skill guys can always get stronger and maybe a hair faster, but I don't really know how much faster no. the skill guys get. But definitely in the trenches are. And I do think our offensive line did seem stronger last year than the year before. Um, I could see that. Just another huh. year of that can't hurt. Same with the D line. Well, and the, see what and the guys in the backfield. Too, see what guys like PJ. Yeah. See what kind of muscle he can put on this summer. Mm-hmm. And skill set. I mean, you know, they're 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 working on skills and working on the the entire scheme. So both offensively and defensively, coming to an understanding of the playbook in a way that they weren't able to gather last year. That's important. That hopefully you're. I don't know how much. There's more, less of a learning curve. Less of a learning yeah. curve. Yeah. Like that. I don't know how much more Dylan can learn. But maybe he gets comfortable enough with everything that he doesn't have those overthrows and doesn't have the mar- yeah. You take away a couple over, just a couple overthrows a game, that could that probably swings a couple of ball games for us last year. So yeah, for sure. If he can just get a little bit better, um, his deal is probably his own player-led seven-on-seven stuff right now, yeah, or just going exactly. out with his receivers. Yeah, he just he's got a whole group of receivers that he's got to get in timing with. So I'll throw out. Uh, something we'll probably come back to and talk about definitely during the season. One thing that I look forward to as a very important accomplishment will be the ability to put games away so we can get Jackson Arnold out there. Oh, he absolutely has to get on the field next so, year. Ho- and hopefully by choice, not yeah. by force, not, not by, necessity. by necessity. So if we can get, especially in those early games... And it, honestly, if I'm looking at it and, and I'm Jeff Levy or I'm Brent Venables, my realism is the four games are not important. This guy, if Zero. he's who we think he's going to be, he will not be here four years of, of eligibility and five years total. Yeah. Play him every chance you get. Get as much experience as you can get in safe environments and safe situations, assuming and hoping that we're in those situations where we have the luxury of putting in backups. But if we can get that early, I mean, especially in those non-conference games— if we can be done by halftime and feel like you're in a, a cruise mode, and we should be, that's a pretty easy... I mean, we don't have Tulane on the schedule this year. So. Well, good. Yeah, exactly. So if we can get more Nebraskas on the schedule, and, and so you, then you get him in quality minutes, get him lots of ex- experience, get him comfortable, get into the Big 12 schedule and have some more opportunities like that, that, that will go a long way for his development and make 2024 probably a much better start if not complete I mean product. some of the rumor and again it's obviously just rumor but they were talking about maybe I think it was September 21st maybe the OU game. Alabama yeah I mean that is not much time that's for Jackson first, Arnold to the, get ready that would be the first conference game yeah Jackson Arnold's first conference game might be Bama at home that's rough folks <laughs> and he's, he's gotta he's gotta play this next that. year Significant amount a of snaps. Lot. Well, according to Steve, our defense will be top five. So, 
Well, yeah, it, it that leads. means we only have to score 20 points. I think damn. we'll be a top 20 defense for 2024. Hmm. I don't know what to expect. I'm like so twisted in my own mind with like Lucas has in, invaded my brain. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. You got the virus. Come to the realist He's side. got the virus. <laughs> I just like, I, I want to see, I mean, I'm Brent Venable's statement just the other can't, day. There's, there's no, there's no logical reason. For it to not be We've said significantly that. The schedule is so me. easy this year. It's ridiculous. The no, not, to, no I, I'm, I mean, not it's even ridiculous. Who we're playing. Schedule aside. Schedule aside. Not record. The, quality. The, the defensive staff, the players that we have there, how they look, just even just physically, there is no reason for it to not come together significantly better than it was last year. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, immensely better than last year. I'm just the, the venable statement about, I mean, he said it the other day, at the, I think, after the SEC. Uh, schedule release of, you know, if we have a defense this year or, or if we feel the defense, we're a 10-win team. You know, this team can go out and win 10 games. It's like, man. No, I like that. I like it, too. No, I like it, too. Like, I just I've like, man, I want you guys to, are not I there yet. To, well, he yeah, said hang like, a banner. So yeah, he was really, well, what I don't yeah, like yeah. about that is he thinks the offense is good, and that's not the right mindset to have because the offense – I don't care where they ranked last year. They were not good enough. I will say, though, that offense still scored points yeah. where our defense would not get stops. Most offenses that scored as many points as we were last year are winning football games because they have yeah. a defense For that sure. is able to get stops. And they would Certainly. have had the ball more often right. to get more points to get more at the points. defense. And that's even, the that's oh, even with coordinator an offensive coordinator. Game management. Yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. We would have won two more games. Well, I mean, so we'll see. I think that. And this may not be. Still got us a nine and three. It may have been an inappropriate statement for a head nine and three. Inappropriate. Oh, we'll be ten and two, no doubt about it. He's talking about last year. Oh, would have got us to nine and three. Oh yeah. I'm talking about this coming year. Oh, this year. Oh, ten and two is the minimum. Mm. So, (laughs) Venable's baby is always going to be defense. So I see him with that statement saying, "I'm trusting the offensive guys. I'm not going to badmouth offense. I'm going to badmouth defense, and I want more out of them." Yeah. Now. He is head coach, and perhaps he should look at it from both perspectives of neither unit's good enough for me yet. You get better, you get better. But I think he can't get out of the mindset of, I am the D.C., you, Jeff Lebby, and everybody on offense are in charge of offense. I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard. Yeah, he knows and the I defense failed the team. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he, he may have he, – th- those comments might not have been perfect, but I think – Coming from his perspective, I understand. And if you what think that pisses us off, I guarantee you, he is—he was beside oh, himself. Oh, it, it absolutely is. No, we care more about this team than he does. Everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> well, in, in a way, us. we might. In, in a different way, we probably <laughs> That's do. That's probably true. Yeah. It, yeah. Like. It's but like defensively speaking, I bet when they went and watched film, he was just just oh, couldn't even you know sit it. there. <laughs> it's Massive, little just... things. It's little things. It's not like it'd be different if it's me out there. And he's saying, you're just slow, dude. You're never going to get there, and it's on me for putting you out there. We, it's all we got. But he knows these guys can do it. He's like, oh, my God, if you just go left when you went right here, it's done. If you're just – your steps are Sometimes just – Sometimes it's one step. It's one step. So Not I'm according sure to Stutzman. really bothersome to him. <laughs> uh, he inches. Yep. So I, I, I would say my expectation in an um, early, early, too early prediction – I expect that we are top two in the conference in defense and top two in the conference in offense next year. What do you mm. think? I think that's – Who think else offen- you put in there? I think offensively for sure. I don't know it, – and it's us in Texas. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. There could be – there will be – could be a surprise. Defensively – Defensive, I'll say top Iowa, five. Iowa State. I'll say top five. Iowa State scheme, and they've got their guys are so used to it and so rolling. Yeah. It's just – it's like clockwork. Baylor – but Kansas State. I don't think those things can go hand in hand like that. They don't recruit like we do. They don't. I don't have, think he's saying they go hand in hand. I think, I think he's top two in both categories. But I don't think they. Go I don't hand think in, that's I possible. They, I don't think they say hand in hand. How would I it think. not be possible? Because usually, when your offense is scoring that many points, your defense isn't holding the other team to that. Statistically, uh, statistically, I don't think you're gonna. Well, okay, I'm not. You're gonna score forty points and give up seventeen that, well, that often. Setting that argument aside for two minutes, um, I'm saying just in true quality. The true rating. We would say Eyeball, you're two. saying? Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Just like we know they're, they're – like, look back last year, and Georgia and Alabama might not have been the top two in it, both categories, but they're the top two in both categories in the SEC. So I'm saying from the same standpoint, I think we're actually – and I think it would match up, actually, if you're doing what you should be doing. 
Um, I think that things correlate pretty closely, and they can complement real easily. I don't think they do. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't they? Well, it's just like it, it's like Baker and them scoring so fast. It just hurts your defense. To well, I don't think. I think they get off. Well, that extreme mind that you've scored so fast. I. You well, I think to be in the if top. We go back to the I think to be in the top two principle that we're talking about. They can't. Matter. They can yeah. go hand in hand. I, I think you'd be hand. top five in both out of a ten team. Con- well, you, you put. What are we at? Fourteen team conference now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it this way: in the extreme, put Georgia's defense from last year or the year before with the Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield offense. They are top one or top two in the conference, regardless of the fact that they're probably scoring a hundred points to nothing every game, but. They're going to be top one and top two, so it's possible. Even if you have an extreme offense that's scoring that fast, I don't expect our offense is going to score that fast. I don't either. We no. could be top one or top two, and we're not. We're still averaging thirty-five points a game, maybe forty. Um, it's just a different style of football, okay. and and they need lean on the complementariness. But anyway, I, I have pretty high expectations, partially because I just don't think this league's very good. It, obviously, there'll be surprises. Um, one thing that I take comfort in, and this will be true in the SEC, maybe not as much, we're getting out of COVID. And so the co- this is the last COVID year of impact. So no more super average seniors. age of 25 super teams that shouldn't be any good and haven't had to recruit, and they've got all these guys with all this experience, and, and they've you know got wives and kids and mortgages, and they're still playing college football. That's not going to happen. So... That will be some normalization that should take out the wild card of all of a sudden Oklahoma State has a, a top two defense out of nowhere. And I think what's critical for the 2024 season also is if we have the kind of season we hope to have this next year, and let's say the defense does take that enormous jump that we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Can we keep a Billy Bowman one more year? Does he want to take his team mm-hmm. into the SEC? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does mm-hmm. does Stutzman, if he has the kind of season he could have, want to come back and lead this team mm-hmm. t- to their inaugural season in the SEC? That could You'll majorly change. You'll see if he gets the change. Clemson effect, the Clemson effect yes, in Oklahoma. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that not, could majorly change well, our 2024 season. Absolutely. And, and not just the I want to do it to see this through to get a championship – credibility when the coaching staff comes to you and says and maybe an agent or someone else you've talked to but they say hey this is a real product on the field that you're a part of now you don't have to jump at your first opportunity to the nfl you come back and you can raise your stock have a better yeah legitimately raise your legitimately raise your stock with lots of confidence i get it i think the selling point too is yes you've gotten better you're good enough to maybe go you might be a second third round safety Take it to the SEC. That's what everyone's going to watch. Yep. Do what you do. Show them you can do in the SEC. And be part you might of be a good runner. team who is going to help help get you there. Because I totally get in the last five years, guys saying, "I got to get the hell out of here. I just I can punch my ticket. I'm doing it. I know it's a train and not an airplane. I don't care. It's getting me there. I got to get out of here because anything can happen in the next year. I might be the one guy, and maybe I got a lot of tackles just because they're all coming to me." Um, like the the game where uh, or if the players yeah. <laughs> or if Murray the players themselves see their own the true that, uh, yeah. yeah see their own true development too yeah right yeah because you don't know you Absolutely. don't know how they feel like did I get better last did year I get better? Venables? and then yeah. after this season they're yeah. like I'm actually taking my game these well, coaches are critical. actually getting me that's an important part of just having a successful program for where what we define as success. That's definitely a benchmark and barometer. It's like keeping like Connor guys. said, there were so many seasons with Clemson. Yeah. they have first round defensive tackles. Like I'm coming back. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? And and yet they still have successful great. And we have guys and who are anything, like, you're not free agent. He's like, Peace. Now, I don't know what. <laughs> I'm sure there were. I'm sure there was lots of bag men money going on back then. But now those opportunities are even stronger and more explicit and above board. Legitimate, where you can yeah. say, okay, come back and don't worry, you're going to get. Fed, you're going to get paid. It's not NFL money yet, but you're going to get some compensation for coming back as well as a promise that you're even better in, in the next year when you actually do enter the draft. So that's pretty exciting. Um, anything else to cover before we depart? I know one of us has to make a trip to Dallas for a big concert. So what time do you go on stage? 
530. All right. You got you, is your voice okay from this? Are you gonna no, be I, don't do have a, I don't have a good voice. Okay. Well, good thing you're on <laughs> drums. Um, anything else to cover? We have the Jordy Ball transfer. Oh. We want to talk yeah, national championship. We haven't had a pod since we won the national championship. Yeah, congratulations yeah, to you softball. you softball. Shout That's out. That's awesome. Dominant. Amazing. Dominant. Dominant. I think dominant. Everyone, the, the word I kept seeing is, and it's very, it was very true of the team, was inevitable. Of, uh, I mean, it was a very inevitable team. Like, it's, yeah. every, everything they did was. But they fulfilled it. Yeah, which exactly. Is yeah. Underappreciated so. how difficult it is oh, to actually like Patty was talking that. about the pressure. I, I, that's hard to deal with, I can imagine. For sure. When everybody, when you are notably by far and away the best, yeah. you have to prove it. Yep. That's a ton of pressure on you. Well, well, I think what's hard to fathom, and if you compare it to some other sports, is I think they lost eight starters, right. seven or eight starters from last year's team yeah. that lost two. You talk games. about reloading, and you more than reloaded. I mean, you're just, you got better. It's and you're not losing much this year. Yeah, yeah. Next year you've got uh-huh. six or seven of them coming back, <laughs> and you know the recruiting's With good. You know the transfers amazing, are good. Yeah, amazing people coming in. So, so yeah, it, as soon as she hit the portal, yeah. There's there's pictures all over the country that was making that phone call. They're making that phone call already. Oh, absolutely. So one thing that was nice about this team, as compared to other years that we've won championships, is we weren't as dependent on pitching. We were obviously it's still incredibly important, but it seems the game has changed, and we changed with it to have an offensive production and a defensive field across the board and this is from someone who's a novice when it looks at softball but it wasn't so incumbent on that pitcher who could get you out of innings the whole team could get you there and we could score like crazy that's been a nice evolution yeah top like, to bottom just. like you were saying lucas to, to uh overcome the pressure one of the pressures is just to bring it every week and not just rest on your laurels not every know week how good i mean you sometimes are. you're playing four games in a week. right yeah, true, yeah every game yeah <laughs> uh be able to not just as an individual slack and think my, my teammates are going to cover me, even if it's unconscious that you're making that decision. And they had, they had some, some lulls, but they overcame them. And, and when that schedule comes out, they adapt that schedule during the season. Mm-hmm. They add games like two weeks out. They'll be like, oh, well, By this, the way. like Florida State's coming to play two games at OSU. Let's just come see if they'll play us like the next day. Mm-hmm. And so they just add that game randomly. So I didn't know that. When you sit down and look at the schedule, you're like, yeah, you know, we've got all these teams, but then Patty's adding – more and more hmm. throughout the whole season. Yeah, I don't follow it enough. I didn't it's, even know that. It's wild how wow. they can just do that. Baseball does travel? that. Baseball does Baseball does that too. Just travel related, like cost yeah. A lot expense. of times, like oh, we, and we were supposed to play cancellations. Yeah, there was a Tulsa game that got that got canceled, but Patty really wanted them to host a game to help them ticket sales, essentially. Yeah. So they rescheduled the game a couple weeks later, and we oh. went to Tulsa and played. And I mean, that's tough. Yeah. Well, good. Congratulations to them. Hopefully we can build a football team the softball team can be proud of. Getting a new stadium and a patty statue. Well deserved. Yeah. Are they going to do a statue for an existing coach, or are they going to wait until nope, she's retired? Nope. Unveiled next year. Yep. Oh, they're really? gonna Gary, oh, I didn't know. They, they're they going to Gary Patterson announced it. it. Yep. Okay. And we'll run, right. her off like, run her off like TCU ran there Gary we go. off. And there we go. <laughs> Send her out to pasture. Yep. Well, all right. Until next time, Boomer. Sooner. Sooner.